going on guys welcome to episode 65 of the fearful football podcast i think it's 65 i feel like i haven't done a 65th episode let's just check um whilst i'm speaking i'm your host Andrew bailey i'm not gonna lie guys i am a bit poorly so if i'm honest i'm delivering a pod so i didn't undeliver you know if you followed me on social media you would have seen that like i have um kind of said what I wanted to speak about a little bit but I'll kind of get to the you know the main part and then say a message that I'm sure will be able to help but to be honest we're at a point where the season's pretty much ending for most people but at the same time it is episode 65 at the same time (coughs) it's a it's crunch time for athletes you know we're talking semi-final Champions League football that we've been seeing we're also talking about you know crunch time Premier League games we're talking about survival periods um, and then also, like, we're seeing just high-pressured um, matches. We're seeing penalties being taken. It's, it's a really interesting time. And so, what did I really want to speak about? Goodness. <sighs> Man City, I guess. I didn't see the game, the second leg. I don't know if I spoke about it already. I couldn't have. But, you know, they crumbled under the pressure. But at the same time, I I don't want to kind of see it from that perspective. I feel like Real Madrid rose to the occasion. You know, sometimes in football and in and in sport, you don't always have to look at the the fallacy, shall I say, from one team and maybe look at the the praise that you can give to another. And I think really you saw a lot more of Real Madrid's greatness rather than. Um, you know, the, as I said, this fallacy of, of Manchester City. That then shows me, I think, man, Real Madrid are going to go on to win the, the, you know, the cup. Especially from the opposition that they've been through, especially from the adversity that they've been through, they are never going to be a team that is down and out. But really, what really inspired the episode for today, anyway, I don't even know what I can entitle it. Once I'm done, we'll see. But, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, you can tell I'm, I'm a bit not there but you know here we are um i want to speak about arsenal lee's game obviously <laughs> i did watch match of the day though so i did have um a bit of exposure to what happened in in the world of football but what i really want to speak about is the the lee's game and then several instances that we can talk about the very first one let's talk about the goalkeeper mistake error technical error Let's have the context in here. So, Leeds are uh, fighting for survival. And then they're playing against a team that is quite known for their high press. You know, so anyway, um, I think there was... I know the goal happened in five within the first five minutes, but I believe there was an incident where the keeper was a little bit shaky beforehand, which probably didn't help in, in the actual scenario that led to a goal. Hopefully I'm correct. I believe so. Anyway, mistake happened now. The keeper drops to the floor. Um, and, you know, one of the players had to pick him up. And one of the things that I noticed from then was it seemed like Arsenal were like, all right, we're going to pepper this keeper, right? And I saw some shots for some, I think from Saka, very long, out of typical range shot. When I say range, I also mean angle. <coughs> well, I believe he wanted to test the keeper. And from someone else. Maybe Cedric, I'm not sure. My point being is that the players were were 
testing the goalkeeper. And I'm not going to do an episode on how to handle mistakes. We've handled that already and spoken about that. And to be honest with you... Oh, damn. Sorry. Um, to be honest with you... Sorry, I just made a cut on my leg. Um, and, I'm, and I just felt it. Sorry. But yes. Um, to be honest with you is what I was meant to say. One of the biggest things in terms of handling mistakes is your perception of mistakes before you even are on the pitch. So you have to perceive that um, and let go and accept it and, and focus on the rest of the game. So, you know, you make a mistake in the first five minutes of the game, you drop to the floor thinking, damn, I could have been the one that have relegated my team. When, one, there's 85 minutes to play. And now we know in hindsight, they actually had the last kick of the game, which could have um, left the game level which is something that the goalkeeper couldn't do. So it's not you that actually brings the team, um, could potentially bring the team down from that uh, error, so, so to speak. There's so much factors that need to occur in the game in order for you to um, respond in the most, or to say that could affect the, the result or, or the destiny of your team. You know, um, there's about 12, 11 to 13 other players that can have a say-so in that. Also, there was a whole other team playing a game in Everton where I believe at one point they were drawing or they might have been trailing, you know, um, and their result also affected Leeds. It didn't work out in their favour in the end, but now we can actually see how Leeds kind of gal- galvanised themselves in the second half where there's so much still to play for. So that's one of the things that needs to be the reinforcing point. Once you've accepted and perceived mistakes to be something that, you know, happens in this part of the game. Secondly, seeing and focusing on the opportunity for things to change because it happened in the first five minutes of the game, 85 minutes to go minimum um, for the rest of the game. My boys can do something. But what I really want to speak about is actually the body language because I believe the body language of the keeper dropping to the floor, right, him still cursing and yelling at himself um, a minute or two after the actual goal <coughs> probably led to the Arsenal boys taking a lot more shots at him. And actually, within the next 10 minutes, I believe, Arsenal scored a second goal. And who knows whether he, if he was able to kick himself in-game or maybe if he responded to the error in a more empowered way, whether maybe some of these things would have come to, um, to follow. You know, so think about it. If a keeper drops to the floor, he's screaming at himself time after the goal and a player has to pick him up and console him and, you know, let him know it's okay. That's your security. And so that will not only forget about how it makes the player feel, because we've spoken about too many times, spoke about that too many times. Think about how that may galvanise and, and, and raise and ante up the, the opponent. They're going to want to take shots at you. They're going to want to really apply pressure and want to almost maybe give their best attempts and test you because of what they've seen from you. So it's very important as players for you to be really uh, thoughtful about how you actually handle mistakes in terms of how you would change that narrative in order to become someone that is a bit more empowered in your response. And that goes to show that it affects so many other people in the game. So how could, let's just take it back to this goalkeeper. How on earth could this goalkeeper, um, how on earth could this goalkeeper have responded differently and, and been more empowered? 
you know, you have that uh, mistake happen or error, should I say, and Ketia scores. Now think about how someone, how confident someone can look when, um, what do I mean by that? So like, I remember when I was younger, the mark of confidence might have been your walk. You know, we used to bop when I was younger. I mean, like, have a little sway in your step. I'm not saying that that's what you need to do, but there's a visual um, display of confidence. You could have a visual display of someone who knows that was an error in judgment. Acknowledge it, it's a mistake, maybe hand up, and you're standing, you're breathing, head up, shoulders up, ready to kick off again. Right? When that ball comes, you're displaying an assured body language, you do, you do your thing. You're not trying to do something to make up for anything, you're doing your thing. And if you've been following the episodes, you should have your profile um, of yourself, you should know your skill set and your qualities, which is then going to reinforce how you're then going to respond to um, such errors. <coughs> Hopefully that makes sense. Another thing I wanted to speak about was the submax. And I'm really pleased to see Eddie and Ketia um, out of a subjective perspective, more from objective. Someone who hasn't got much game time and they're making a, making a stand and they're forcing their way into the team. Maybe by circumstance, but they are forcing their way and keeping themselves in the team from what he's delivering. And credit to him. You know, and I, I don't know. Most people are towards the end of the season. Some people may be in playoff season. Some people may be in like championship phase or even survival. If you're someone who is considered to not be someone that's got more games, you can be someone that makes an impact. No matter how quick, no matter how short. And this is something that you really want to kind of get yourself prepared for mentally, is being an impact, even in a short amount of time. What time did Rodrigo come on um, for Real Madrid? I don't know, but he came on late, right? So um, it's important for you to really give yourself and put, picture yourself making an impact no matter how short your, your, your opportunities are, right? <clears throat> you coming on and, and nullifying or maybe taking full advantage of the, the, the deficits that you're seeing from the team and maybe some of the weaknesses or some of the flaws that they're displaying. You coming on and taking full advantage of that. And we're at that time of the season where how you respond to things are going to be very important and sometimes it's not always going to be the most positive um, scenario, i.e. Um, a mistake or whatever the situation is. So my message to you guys, as, um, as it's the penultimate episode of the season, is how be, can you be mindful of, of your responses and your responses are going to be so key to either your teammates or the opposition and you want to make sure it's going to be for your opposition, I mean, for your teammates and against your opposition, right? You don't want to be given any advantage in, in addition to what they're already displaying. Another thing I, I think I might have saw from the Man United um, game, actually, was it's kind of in response to what I was saying in the episode before. you got to prepare yourself for the best versions of who you're going to be playing against. And... You know, Man United lost, you know, 4-0 fine. But at the same time, did they really prepare themselves to face the Brighton side that will be on steroids? A super, uh, what did I say, a super saying version of them, right? I doubt it. You've got to be preparing yourself to face the very best version of the, um, the opposition. You can see that the goals are flying in. Most teams are scoring goals like more than they ever have scored like in, in a succession of games. So Brighton, I think they only scored like 
10 to 12 games goals at home and they scored a quarter of that um quarter of that a third of that at least anyway um in one game players are going to be playing the extreme best versions of themselves and you've got to prepare yourselves for that and then lastly i want to also comment on on the attitude of Leeds and, and them to re- recover and actually stay in the game and get to it. They did lose their heads, though. Concentration was lost. Their focus was lost. At the same time, they they worked themselves and put pressure on Arsenal and you got to keep going at it. They had one shot, I think, maybe two shots all game. <coughs> Even if things are not happening for you, you got to keep plugging away because you just can make something happen. You could make a change. And you don't know... The small change that you can make, which may be insignificant to you, you don't know what that does to the opposition. So you keep what you have to keep going. And I'm hoping that at this stage of the season that this is that extra push that someone needs. Did I want to speak about something else? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think the message is made clear. And I really hope... <coughs> excuse me. Oh, the red cards and stuff. Oh man, um, well if you apply these elements in there, hopefully those situations where your red card and the frustration is is eradicated because you have now focused on your body language, you've focused on, you know, um, your mindset in approach to the game. You've accepted how mistakes and things might not go your way, and you also now know that if you keep plugging away, you don't know the small impacts you can make against your opposition, against their morale, against their chemistry and 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 flow. You know, so it's important to just keep persevering. Persevering, perseverance might be the like, title of this episode. <coughs> I think I'm going to like overload or cough, cough, uh, coughing. I was going to say cough, cough, da. Probably hungry. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, over to next week. I wish everybody all like the best, the very best. I hope everyone does well in their respective games. And I look forward to seeing, hearing um, all about your um, progression. Um, your challenges, successes, um, maybe even their misses, you know. But we're all we're here to make building blocks and improve from season to season. And I hope this is a version of an improvement for you all. Take care and all the best in all your competitions. Bye bye.